Welcome to The Hold Room with ACC, a quick update on all things relating to airport development as well as the Airport Consultants Council. This episode is part of a new passenger experience series hosted by ACC's Terminal and Facilities Committee. In this series, we are collecting the experiences and perspectives of different types of users of the airport passenger terminal including business travelers, leisure travelers, airport executives, airport, airline, TSA, and concession staff, and airport consultant staff, to name a few. For more information on this series and the hosts, go back and give the first episode a listen to. Today in the hold room, Max and Delia are having a discussion with Pilot TJ from a major airline on how the pandemic has changed the passenger experience and the unique experience pilots have had recovering from pandemic conditions. Welcome back to The Hold Room. Today we have TJ, who is a pilot for a major United States airline. TJ, welcome to the podcast. Could you tell us a bit about yourself, please? Hey, Max. Thanks. It's great to be here. I've been working for the airlines for almost 10 years, and I've been with my current airline for about four and a half years. I have about 6,000 flight hours, so I've been in the industry for a little while now, and uh, happy to answer any questions you have about what's been going on lately. Yeah, I think the first thing that we're curious about is how has the pandemic affected you, either in your job or any leisure traveling? I was actually traveling internationally the first time I uh, felt the effects of the coronavirus. I was in uh, Asia with my husband, and we actually came home a day early because it was the start of the Chinese New Year, and we'd been hearing all about this virus, and we just didn't want to get too close to it if we didn't have to. So we actually uh, came home early from a vacation And then personally, I flown most of January before we went on the vacation. In February, I flew a normal schedule. Then in March, I stopped flying about halfway through the month. Everything I was supposed to do was canceled. So I had full trips that came off my schedule. And then I had uh, days that I had to be available, but I wasn't actually asked to come in or fly at all. In April, I flew one day trip. And in May, I flew a whole bunch because I knew I took five months off starting last June. So knowing I had five months off coming up, I I flew as much as I could and kind of braced myself for some changes. So that was kind of how things first affected me, I guess. Currently, I'm still not really back to full-time flying. I've flown about 100 hours in the past year. Yeah, I'm sure that that wasn't easy. Was there a sense of community around all of the different pilots and and the crew to try to figure out how do we make this work? during the pandemic? How did it feel for the industry and for everybody who was in that you worked with? That's a great question. And I wish I had a clear cut answer. But unfortunately, what what I kind of saw was a little bit of everything. Some people kind of turned on other groups, like some newer pilots thought the older pilots should all retire. And some of the older pilots thought, well, I got furloughed once, you know, what's the big deal? This has happened. You're not the first people to get a furlough notice. I've got furloughed twice. So we had um, some divisiveness, if I'm being honest. There was also a lot of compassion. I had people who I maybe had flown two or three trips with calling me at home and saying, hey, you know, how are you guys holding up? You know, how, how are your peers? We also had kind of complicated decisions to make because our unions and the companies 
different companies uh, responded different ways. Some companies were very positive and they said, you know, we're going to do our best to keep as many people here. Some companies just said, this is the line. If you were hired in the last this amount of time, you're off property. The different airlines all responded and tried to give an offer that worked for the company to save them money and also somewhat worked for the pilots to try to keep more people on property. Some airlines made the early retirement available to people at different ages. So some airlines said, you can take this if you're over 55. The different companies responded differently. And I think that was based on their higher up, what they expected in higher management as far as a recovery. The jury is still out who did the right things. And I know I did my best to take into account how it affected the other work groups as well. Thank you for that honesty. And certainly sounds like it has been hard for you. I know that right now the traffic has been surging and I think it's like 85, 90% back to 2019 levels at this time. I keep hearing that there's a lot of demand for labor and there's a very difficult time to find labor. From your perspective, how do you feel about that? Is it a labor shortage issue? Is it because people were furloughed and then maybe they felt like I can't return back to this industry? What is your perspective on that? My personal perspective is that the airlines have been very brutal historically. I saw it at my previous carrier when people who had worked at a certain, especially smaller outstations, if you're in a smaller city and there's an airport and that airport has 50 jobs and there's three companies that offer the exact same services, what happens is the airlines say, okay, it's been two and a half years since we gave this three-year contract to this outfit A. Outfit B and outfit C, can you do it with two less people? So outfit B or C say, oh, I can do it with two less people. And then they hire a lot of the same people that worked for outfit A. But now they're starting over with benefits. They're starting over with, they don't have their seniority. They don't have control of their schedule. And they're starting back at probably year one pay as opposed to year three pay or whatever else they've earned. The airlines have done this for a really long time, unfortunately. And in this case, it's not an isolated airline or airport issue. It's a economy-wide issue that people don't want to work for as little money as they've been working for. So the competition has, in a lot of ways, increased. Like I said, I just left a Costco here. The sign is up, starting at $16 an hour. You know, if you can work daytime hours here or work at a on a ramp that's loud and hard, difficult work, maybe people are reconsidering those options. It's clearly a method of keeping costs down, and that's a management decision. And I guess management, their obligation is primarily to the stockholders and the the people who own the company and the shareholders. So I think that's how that decision is made. And I think that labor is feeling more comfortable not working for as small of an income as they previously had. I'm personally frustrated with all the stores and everything that are still closed. We were over 100% of domestic travel and half the stores are closed. You, The line to get coffee is 30 people long. Love to stop and get a coffee or a sandwich or something. I don't have time to wait in a line for 45 minutes. All these stores that are closed with all these unfilled positions, it's inefficient and it's frustrating for all involved, I would say. Yeah, a lower level of service for sure. This is kind of a good segue into one of the questions that we ask all of the guests on this podcast. And it's kind of taking the flip side of what you were talking about. You know, you were talking about some of the frustrations that you've seen recently within the airport environment. What changes have you seen at the airport that you're excited about that have come about due to the pandemic? 
a lot of places have really taken the opportunity to improve their facilities. LaGuardia is one that has just been amazing. They were very due for the upgrades, but there's a very nice fountain now. There's a much nicer terminal. Everything is open, tall ceilings. Everything is clean, new carpet, new everything. That's very nice to see. It's really good to see that the places that were able to capitalize on the quiet time make those improvements. Some airports are getting heavier into that right now. I think I was in Nashville. They're under some renovations. And I was somewhere else recently that lots of taxiways are torn up because some airports, they, they started early on in the pandemic and they had the opportunity and the time frame to get that done. They're back to needing all of those gates and all the space available. Personally, it's also just been nice to see, I can't get to the good part without being honest about the bad part. People were horrified when they were flying. They were wearing hazmat suits, saw people with plastic bags in front of them and just crazy stuff. You could just see that they were scared. Their eyes were scared. They didn't want you to be close to them. And now people are getting a lot more comfortable again. And that's been really good to see as well, to see the people coming back and they're not living in a place where they're as scared as they were a year to a year and a half ago. Yeah, I'm curious. We always talk about in the pandemic, a lot of the changes that happen because of the pandemic within the terminal. Have there been any changes that you recognize that have happened more on the airfield? Because for me, I would think that a pilot, what changes have you noticed on the airfield side? There's a fair amount of construction going on. There's also less familiarity because we haven't been flying as much. So some people are, they're senior and they, they held a line and they, they flew pretty much all throughout. Other people like me, I was nervous that this might be a several year recovery. I might barely be flying for a long time. So I've prioritized my other job. So I'm not as familiar as I used to be. That's definitely frustrating. Some of the frequencies come back and stuff like that, which feels really good, but just kind of knowing before you push back how you're, what you expect as far as a taxi out in a more complex airport like Chicago or somewhere like that. The familiarity is really comforting. I miss that, but I don't see a huge amount of difference as far as airflow and stuff like that. You know, they're pretty much using the same old departures and things. For a little while, we could tell that they were a little bit tight on air traffic controllers. We wouldn't change frequencies as often. They were a little bit busier. We felt like ATC felt a little bit understaffed for a while, but it seems to be back to normal at this stage, I would say. One thing that people were also talking about was that a lot of airspace capacity issues have just not been a thing because there's so much less demand. Was that the case in your experience? Depends when we're talking about. The the traveling public came back this summer and every airport in Florida was very, very busy. It was crazy. I mean, when you're used to a half hour taxi and you get out to the runway in three or four minutes, it is unfamiliar and it's surprising. With air traffic control, they also had a couple of times like Las Vegas Tower was closed for a couple of days. So landing in Vegas without a traffic control tower was spooky. It was <laughs> strange. It felt like a different world. It was really nice for a while that we had no air traffic delays when traffic was coming back. When you started to be approaching Denver and you're an hour and a half out and they say, hey, listen, you don't have a gate when you land. So don't get here a half hour early because you're going to be sitting. So, you're like, oh, wow, they filled up all the gates in Denver, I guess. The four o'clock bank must be busy. So things like that that come up and you kind of get back to that normal feeling and you say, oh, OK, I guess we're getting back to being close to capacity. There's advantages and disadvantages of that. So I would say that capacity issues are coming back at this time. I also think that 
now that we've kind of seen how much more convenient it is, maybe we'll be a little bit smarter in the future about not having more more flights scheduled than can be accommodated. I'm hopeful that we're going to be better about that in the future. I want to go back to something else that you said. You were talking about just not flying as much and therefore becoming less familiar with the procedures and the systems. Another thing that was happening a lot during the pandemic was airlines were dropping and adding new routes all over the place to kind of meet up with these spontaneous leisure markets that sprang up. Did you ever have any experiences with flying a new segment or a new route that you were totally unfamiliar with? My company said that they were treating Florida like the whole state was a new hub. So we used to have only flights from our hubs to a lot of leisure destinations. And then they were saying, you know, this is where people want to fly and nobody wants to connect. So it only made sense. They're also they've been looking a little bit more into flying when they know that half of the people are connecting somewhere. If we know half the people are connecting, then let's just go from Portland straight to wherever else. We've started to do that a little bit more recent, and I think that it's a great trend. It always takes a little while. They have to try things out before anybody knows it's an option. Changing gears a little bit and kind of focusing on the passenger experience, um, from your perspective, what do you think the passenger experience is lacking and what improvements would you make to the passenger experience if you could? I've seen a couple things that I like. I've seen it before the pandemic, but I think that they were a little bit more determined about it during the pandemic. You know, whenever they're late, there should be free water bottles, there should be free snacks, there should be timely information and things like that. Really, the biggest inconvenience I think right now is just that so many of the shops and restaurants are still closed. I'm not sure why. Maybe they're not offering enough, you know, pay for for people to come in and work, but a lot of the stores are still closed and um, it's, it's very frustrating my COVID can I keep it is crews get to park at the terminal right now. I can walk in. It's amazing. It saves me 20, 30 minutes every time. The airports have done a particularly good job of cleaning all the time. They've always done a good job. They always cleaned at night. The The floors are usually very well maintained. The biggest inconvenience, I think, is just the, everything that's still not open. So let me ask you a question. So what does a positive passenger experience mean to you? as a pilot? Well, you obviously have to get where you're going safely for you to have any type of positive experience. Then you want to get there efficiently, right? Nobody likes to be late. You also always want to have uh, clear communication. You know, things come up, maybe too many bags are in the front or too many bags are in the back or, you know, we we did, planned a certain amount of fuel and then, you know, weather moved and now we need more fuel or, Maybe we had too much fuel and now we might leave bags behind. It's always good to, to communicate. So I would say a passenger who gets somewhere safely on time and they know what's happening throughout the flight. If you can have a comfortable ride and, and you, you get to where you're going, I think that's fairly positive. I think that, you know, the, the bonus is if you felt like people care about your well-being and you feel that they've taken care of you throughout the process, you feel that the gate agent and the flight attendant and everybody else who, who you do see, that they're grateful to have you there and that they're doing everything that they can for you. Well, it makes you realize how important the uh, pilot always gives their little speech before every flight leaves the gate. And I always thought that that was a really cool touch. Now I have an even greater appreciation knowing all the ins and outs that pilots face. I want to thank you for joining us 
for this edition of The Hold Room. It was really nice to have you and to get the perspective of pilots. We really appreciate having you again, and we really look forward to seeing and hearing from everybody next time. Jillian Max, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us in The Hold Room for this special podcast series exploring the new passenger experience. You can find more from this series on the ACC Training Hub. That's training.acconline.org backslash the-hold-room or wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. Follow us for more content from the Airport Consultants Council. You can support this podcast by leaving a rating or review and by telling your friends and colleagues about the podcast.